It's Friday, May 15th. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Hello. Hey, what's up? I thought we were going to play we the are, video. We were. Um, th there was a last minute uh, change in stuff, and I couldn't get it moved over quick enough, so I'm about to. But I wanted to say hi. Welcome to the Cliff Dorfman nope. show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Friday Edition. Stuck at home. Cliff Dorfman, Jason Smith. How you doing? Oh my goodness. I just jumped. I just got in the pool. I just got out of the pool. I'm still in wet pants. Like, well, technically that's not true. I am in dry pork <laughs> and wet underpants. Um, that's worse. It's well, it's just how I live. It's how I live now. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Does it help cool you off? Like, I mean, it it cool? just starts me making me feel wet, wet, mushy on the bottom, which <laughs> like, I'm going to deal with it. Um, All right. All right. I can, I can do whatever I want in my pants right now, and it really doesn't matter. They're wet already. I was thinking about that because, really, I don't know if I'm ever going to wear pants again. Yeah, why would you? I but, mean, this has changed everything, this quarantine. It it really has. My I, I wasn't wearing pants a lot before, but now I've been a, I, I think my pants are – I think my shorts are actually going to get shorter. Like, if I can – if you can't see a little bit of my uh, my boxer briefs, on like, from the bottom of my shorts, they're uh -huh. not worth wearing. Yeah. By the way, we have a great show today with Kyle Ayers coming on from Never Seen It podcast, but we'll we'll get into that. I, I want to play this this Snoop. Let, let, shall we? Do we do we have that? Yeah, let's do it. You found it. I mean, I just love it. Let, let me just let me yeah. do this real quick. Here, let me just. Snoop's always great. <laughs> Doesn't matter me, what he does. Let me get it going. Here we go, and we'll hide our little face. We'll hit some play. <laughs> Don't be, don't let them know. Well, now they know. Let it go. 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 I'm just sending my car listening and let it go. <laughs> let it let it go. We'll be, we'll be outside soon. Yeah. That was nice. Thank you, Snoop Dogg. That was that was very very nice. I, I uh, was good to see that. It was nice. It was nice. It made me smile a little bit. Also, I like that he can turn that song into like a banger. Like he's not. Uh, yeah. Not on the two four. It's like every beat. He's like bum 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 bum. Like his head is really. Yeah. It's getting. But it's moving. So, but he's doing it so like securely and confidently. But it's moving so fast. Like when I move fast, I just look like a moron. He's just like moving fast. Like it's cool. I can't, I can't do it, but he's no, the best. Awesome. Well, he's so good, and that just that actually just really cheered me up. Just to you know, know that we're both singing the same song. It's kind of like a a, a fievel American Tale kind of thing. Like we're all we're all singing Frozen together, Snoop. We're all in this singing Frozen together under the same quarantine skies. Well, let me tell you something. I agree. First of all, second of all, so grateful for that. It's the little things nowadays, like those kinds of clips where you see someone like Snoop. It's like, yeah, everyone's going through the same shit, man. He had to go in his car. He's probably got a 50,000 square foot house. He had to go in his fucking car to go listen to Frozen. And he's like, I'll video it and make some other people smile. Everybody in the house is all like, no, we're into that Frozen too. We only <laughs> listen to Aladdin in this house. And he's like, I'm going outside where I can listen to mine. <laughs> Frozen my Disney. Alone. I want Frozen One. Right. My, my Disney. Yeah. My Disney. yeah. my Disney. Well, you know what? Thank God for Snoop. Now, let me say this. I don't know if you saw because I needed a little respite because I'm getting upset about little things now, which I never used to do before the quarantine. And, and again, it was a Mother's Day thing. I talked about it with Zabars, but then I called again. <laughs> and I got this guy who is a manager there. I, I I want to say his name was Mario. I wrote it in my Instagram because it was uh -huh. just so annoying. And he was just like, could fucking care less. And his whole intent, his whole purpose in life was to show me that I chose the wrong shipping date, which I don't care what it says on my email. 
that it says right. 522 in, in like literally print smaller than the lowest line on the eye doctor chart. Right. Oh, right? and it's like, like, yeah, I couldn't see it with my glasses. Right. And it's like, I want the mother's day package, but deliver it in June. Yeah. Like <laughs> 522. They're like, Oh no, if you want to order something now, it goes June 1st. I'm like, this is how you're talking to customers. Like it's a $200 basket in a time where everybody's out of fucking work. I went and splurged for my mother and you're telling me that this is how you're talking to me. And your whole goal is to prove that I'm wrong. And I was like, I, I acquiesced. I was like, I, I see you here finally that, Hey Vivian. So I see that it's 522. Okay. What did you win? I'm like, listen, this isn't getting us anywhere. Can we just please, how do we solve this? He goes, I can cancel it. I was like, that's what the other motherfucker said. You can cancel <laughs> it. That's a, It's like, is that what they train you to do? So I said, listen, you know what? Obviously not, what are you gonna say? I just think it's it's the customer service in time of quarantine. They're like, well, we could, we could light it on fire. We could do a purge with it and have a bunch of people beat it up with a baseball bat outside. So fuck you, right? Yeah, I could not, you know, deliver it, still charge you and eat it. Like this <laughs> is the, this is the attitude that I was, I was getting again. It was, at least it was consistent. So at that point I'm like, okay, so that's it. You're not doing anything. It's not like, Hey, let me take off $20. Even like, again, it's not about that, but it's like, let me uh, throw in something else. Let me see if I can get it delivered early. So instead he's like, no, you can't now fuck off. And he didn't say fuck off. They didn't use any profanities. Those, that's what I hear in my head, yeah. but he may as well. Have. He, he said, he, what did they say? 60% of all communication is nonverbal. And he nonverbally said, go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And your mother is what he said. He said, go fuck yourself and your mother. Yeah, and that's, that's this is for, right? It's like, I just want to get yes. this. Mother. Like, well, fuck your mother. I yeah. don't care about your mother's feelings. Yeah. I don't care. And I said to him, actually, I was like, yo, I, I go, I don't know if you like, how would you feel if you like your mother's day was ruined because of something like this? He goes, what is it that you want me to do? Yeah. So yeah. then I was like, okay, fuck you. I'm posting on Instagram about this anyway, and I'm going to talk about it on the show. I told him that, which obviously makes me sound like an absolute asshole when, once I say that. But I feel like I'm warning you. I'm, I'm just going to tell you that you know I'm going to talk about this. Do you think? Uh, do you think Cliff is the opposite of a Karen? Is that what we we're going to call like if a, a guy's being a Karen, we can call him a Cliff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you can. I'd like to say no. That was a Karen move. Yeah, I'd like to say no, but yeah. We can. We can. Well, you know, Go who's, ahead. Do you know who's oh, here? Is he here? He's here. He's ready. I, I told him I told him uh, 345, but he's here listening. And, he, and I could see his big old mic, and I am so excited to have him. Like, he's got uh, – he's ready. So Okay, so let's do this. Oh, yeah, I can bring him on. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. I mean, listen. Yeah, he, okay. Should I do this? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually sure. – I, I wrote stuff. I have my whole – it's like, can you see this here? I'm going to share this with you. No, I can't really see it. You can see like my weird computer. It's not going to work out. Anyway, I thought I'd share a little something. Okay. So right now we have comedian, stand-up, concept show producer, host of Never Seen It podcast on Starburns Audio, and the creator of Boast Rattle, the compliment roast, which I believe Quibi turned into a show called Nice One that he has now created and EPs, ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Ayers. Well, Ayers, and wow, that is you are have the cleanest shirt I've ever seen, Kyle. Like that is the whitest. That. Thank you. Be. I uh, I washed all of my shirts with an ink pen and replaced one. <laughs> <laughs> now where we are at that particular day today. Before you spoke, Kyle, I swear mm -hmm. to God, you could have been a hip-hop producer. Oh, thank you. Well, I do yes. have this tiny little keyboard that I carry around with me everywhere, <laughs> just in case. It's stuck in the uh, middle with you. That's going to be the name of my album, oh, the MIDI keyboard. Oh. oh, my goodness. <laughs> there we go. Let's just leave him there. No, don't leave me there. Leave him there. I'm not oh, no. Now I got to stare at a giant me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, yikes. And look, I'm going to look you at that tiny like it, duck in the corner. <laughs> Kyle, thank you for coming here. How are you doing today? Thanks How's for having me. Going? It's, you know, it, like everyone, there's literally not a problem in my life. My day to day hasn't changed. And no, I, it's it's terrible, <laughs> but we're figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, it, it is uh, terrible. Are you uh, quarantined by yourself? Are you with anyone or what's what's going on? Uh, you know, just Logs, hanging out. Cats. Yeah. Oh, there's a cat somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. To but I'm saying, are you on your own? Oh, uh, no, I'm not. I got, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, you know, it's nice to have a little bit of company. 
That's what I'm you saying. You definitely don't um, wear on each other very quickly. It, yeah, totally. It's not totally. I don't want out every other day. Can, <laughs> I would like. I think that there should be a place it's cleaned, like where you could just go for a night, like an Airbnb, but that's set up for a lot of people. Like to, just like a timeshare for men who are just ready to be alone for a day. Oh, you talking about Burning Man? <laughs> just I just want to go away from my house for one day. That was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke. I was trying to think of it, Kyle. You got it. You're quick. That's good. I was like, what is it? What is it? You're like Burning Man. Like, I think you're talking about a Wilco concert. <laughs> I don't want to see anybody. I guess that's also right. you. <laughs> if you're looking for a hangout for men our age, I think I think that's just a Wilco concert. Yeah. Well, I wanted to hang out for men our age, but it's only us. Like, I just want a, a safe house where I can go when I'm just like, I can't do this for just a day. I need to be alone because I'm going to say some horrible things and I'm going to get a divorce. <laughs> I just had a night where I could watch whatever show I want in the living room without it being a big fucking fight. <laughs> We're going to be fine. This seems universal and not just a Jason thing. <laughs> no, it's not at all personal. I'm not saying everybody's feeling this, but um, if I have to watch another goddamn episode of Survivor uh, in a row, like from like 10 years ago, I'm going to like, I'm going to start like just living on the, the land and, you know, catching my own. I was going to say bad news. I think that's the show with the most episodes of any show that's ever been on television. <laughs> and the longest episodes. Too. Like, <laughs> Is that not a single episode oh. on for like two and a half hours? Yeah. It's like in season oh. 28 or 29 or something like that. And there's two a year and there's 20 episodes a season and they're an hour. Yeah. And, and every single one of them has three reunion shows. And uh, yeah, it just makes me nuts. And by the way, terrible, you say terrible is being quarantined with three teenage kids, but if you were quarantined by yourself, and Jason, this applies to you as well, if you were quarantined by yourself, you'd be fucking going nuts. You literally would be climbing the walls. Maybe stack all three of the teenage boys on top of each other in like a trench coat and see if you can just do normal adult stuff. If I, can give... I love that visual. Like um, some sort of like... Uh, you know, just stack them all up and you can make like just human totem poles. You could just use them to climb. You can literally climb the walls with your kids. You could just create. That's not a bad idea either, actually. At least you're making good use of them. All right, Kyle, I want to talk to you a little about this because you have this amazing podcast where you have comedians and other people, but comedians come on and they go, there's movies they've never seen, mm -hmm. right? And, and literally they make up a new script and act it out. You just, we have comedians write a script for a movie or a TV show they've never seen. And, you know, it's based on, with all these popular shows, this stuff sort of permeates into your head. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've never yes. seen The Godfather, which is true. Mm -hmm. But, like, I know, I think it takes place, I want to say, France. And if there's one, <laughs> and, and I, it has, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? I know what it's about. I, yeah. You can, there, all these famous things, we have about seven or eight pages worth of pop culture that's been shoved down our throats so much. And if you haven't seen it, you're shamed about it. Like you haven't seen The Godfather. People the really tend to. With, with me, the one that gets it more than anything is Seinfeld. But The Godfather is definitely, um, you know, it, it, there's all these things that you just assume everyone's seen. Right. And if you haven't, again, I feel like you do get a little shamed. You know, like, yeah. you haven't seen that. What the fuck is wrong with you? So you did this podcast, which is hysterical also. But it comes on the uh, on something else that you started, which is uh, Love's com Love Comes. Or, first what, Comes it Love. Called? Yeah. First, first Comes Love. love. C-U-M-S. Uh, was it C-U-M-S? You know, it depends on how ambitious my flyer making was on any given show. But that was a genius. Uh, Jason, I think. I feel like we lost him. I mean, at least I I'm seeing. It's okay. He'll be I don't back. see him anymore. I, I, he'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah, here, while we're while we're waiting. Yeah. Here, just as a little uh, while we're waiting for him to come back, let me do this for you, just to show what you, you a little bit of, little bit of never seen it, just so you can see some. People oh yeah, that's a great idea. I've never seen it. Like John Gabriel's a very funny man. Uh, See, never I've never seen, seen Doctor Who. Exterior baseball diamond. We are at a sort of interdisciplinary softball game. One team is made up of a bunch of foppish men and women with scarves there and The other team is a bunch of weird phallic baseball <laughs> robots. <laughs> I guess those are supposed to be Daleks. Uh, here are, uh, we zoom into the announcer's booth. Two announcers, Marty and Biff, are watching the game. Who is up next? Not sure. You have, to, you have this sheet in front of you. Who is up? Yes. Guess what? Who is up at bat? No fucking idea. Here, we were just showing a little bit of. <laughs> yes. 
a little bit, Doctor Who, yeah. at a baseball game. But by the way, this is what genius about it. And I was saying beforehand, Kyle, that it, it, it starts from uh, Love Comes First, right? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah. Uh, first Comes Love was a show first where comes first. Sorry. I, I kind of jokingly, and this is a now sort of retired uh, show where I put an ad on Craigslist. I was basically frustrated with looking genius. for jobs on Craigslist. And I put exactly. an ad on saying... Uh, I was a porn producer looking for writers, and then I would get submission scripts and have comedians on stage act out the amateur Craigslist solicited adult film scripts, I guess. <laughs> I mean, this is a, a fantastic idea, which I, I wish you would bring back because I would absolutely listen. Slash yeah, it was so that. fun. You know, it, we, it, we have a series of podcasts out on uh, some place. I don't even remember where they live. They might not be anywhere anymore. You can tell how much I read contracts and um, <laughs> I'm the same way. But if you go, I've got a full show on my website and I actually was rewatching it the other day. It was like a 90s show with like a full house porn parody and a Boy Meets World porn parody from Craigslist. And you watch it and it feels world. very weird to watch people close to each other. This this especially because it feels like whimsical and fun and whimsy died years ago and being close to each other died months ago. And so this show <laughs> feels like a, it feels like you're watching Lord of the Rings. That's how out of time it feels. Yeah. I'm, I don't even feel real comfortable being this close to both of you right now. In this, in this. <laughs> it is a little, a little tight. But Jason, can we please bring this show back on Starburn so we can get he can have two shows? Because this is hysterical. It's so. I have about three or four thousand scripts from all over the country, just from putting up various Craigslist posts, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I think we have to do like uh, like CSI does different cities. I say we do different countries. Oh yeah, I mean you know it. it it's harder to get Germany. Stuff I, I, it, it, we had Ron, Ron Jeremy on one show and it felt like a good end point for the show. And um, <laughs> he was playing Bill Cosby in a end Cosby point. show spoof. And, you know, there's a lot of a lot of things you don't want in your Google SEO when it comes to Kyle Ayers, Ron Jeremy, Bill Cosby live show. So <laughs> you don't exactly you want to stack a bunch of shows results. before that came back. All right. The only time I ever met Ron Jeremy was at a CVS at the pharmacy um, in Hollywood. And he was just getting all his medications with his helper woman. And I just thought, I was just going through my in my head what he must be buying. But it was just a big bag by the end, like a TV <laughs> of prescriptions. Yeah, it was very weird. He did say trick or treat. That was probably the most suspicious part of the whole thing. Uh, he he came and he was very professional and he was memorized, which was wild because I usually don't ask people yeah. to memorize. But he told me memorizing three page scripts in an hour was most of his job. And uh, he See, asked how many me, lines are there? Right. And he <laughs> said, would it be fun if there were, this is at the knitting factory in Brooklyn. He said, it would be fun if there were some live tigers, like baby tigers here. This is pre, you know, uh, yeah. So he goes, and I'm like, I, I'm not, this isn't my call. So I'm like, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Bring some baby tigers. And he goes, okay. He pulls out his flip phone way too late to have one, but he has one. He pulls out his flip phone and he goes to like, <laughs> Gary Tigers, New York in his phone. And I was like, do you know, what do we got? Two Gary's with Tigers or two Tiger guys in New York? Like, that's a lot of descriptors. You know what I mean? It should just be Tiger guy and you should know yeah. where he lives. You shouldn't have so many Tiger guys. You need to describe name and location. Yeah, name and, and location, right? The geography is what got So him. he, yeah, he, he's like, okay, the guy's going to bring them. They're babies. They don't do anything. I'm like, this is going to be insane. And then, uh, you know, a little time goes by and the manager of the knitting factory walks back and she's like, hey, I don't know why I need to say this. <laughs> but no tigers we can't have live tigers <laughs> and he was like okay cool 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 i don't but know you, why i need to say this yeah and she goes i don't want to say who it's about <laughs> but it's just one no of those tigers. things you kind of ride it out until someone else tells you not to you know what I mean? somebody named gary tigers out here um, <laughs> full name gary tigers gary tigers new york <laughs> uh, man but maybe it's time to bring the show back in some capacity um i wish the live shows were just I, so I fun it. I mean, the live show component is absolutely fantastic, and and having both would be tremendous. Yeah. I gotta, I'm gonna harp Jason about this and make you do it. Now, let me ask you something. You went to University of Missouri, correct? Yes. Hmm? Okay. Now, I want to ask you a really serious question here. Yeah. Kyle. How does someone accidentally fall into an improv group? Oh, uh, yeah. That no, was the it's like accidentally getting comedy, pregnant. You did it on purpose. Uh, no, <laughs> I actually went to watch a friend audition and they signed me up without telling me for the audition. said no? Uh, there, was, <laughs> there was no one else in the room. Like, it, there were so few people. You know, think about there's like five or six people on the improv group. These are intimidating 19 and 20 year olds. And... Uh, these are 19, 20 year old improvisers. No more intimidating person possible. A Midwestern <laughs> improviser, not 
able to drink. You gotta have tough skin. You really, yeah. I mean, what with all the puns you think of later, and <laughs> so I don't know. I was just too embarrassed to be like, no thanks, because everyone else had auditioned. There were you know ten people auditioning. I was last. And so I just kind of went up and started doing the thing. I'd never even thought about doing comedy. You know, comedy is not a real thing until you find out it is. You're not like, it's not a lot of 15 year olds who are like Bobby Hill, like thinking they can weird example, but thinking they can like be a comedian. Especially when they're not like in LA or New York or one of the bigger cities. I, I thought the same thing growing up. It, right. It's not a thing. You don't realize it's real or accessible. Yes. If you're not in a specific place. I remember going to see a stand-up show and it was, the insomniac tour with David Tell and Lewis Black. And I wanted to go see them because I liked the Comedy Central stuff they did. And Mitch Hedberg opened. And I was like, oh. what is this? I'd never heard of him. I was like, who is this guy? This is, you know, Wait, eighth he grade. Was a stand-up? Mitch Hedberg, Napoleon Dynamite was a stand-up? That's before he was Napoleon Dynamite? What? That's John Hader. Oh, so who am I saying? John Mitch Hader. Hedberg? Wait, so who the fuck is Mitch Hedberg now? Now I feel really smart. Oh, if you don't know who Mitch Hedberg is, this is going to be the greatest day of your life. I feel like like I'm I'm, I'm going to be doing a Google very soon. He's the perfect quarantine comedian, if you haven't heard him. He's got this real cool kind of casual style with these really funny, weird non-sequitur pun stuff. Yeah, you'll really, really, it's a fun, but he was opening and I'd never even seen it. I didn't know what a, you know, opener. And so I was like, oh, there's a guy who no people haven't heard of who can do this. It's just weird when the first time you see that there's people who do a job that you think mm-hmm. is only exclusive for famous people. Right. And you realize, Oh shit, there's actually a path to this that I can even make a living. That Maybe. took me about <clears throat> junior or senior year of college before I started. I worked at a comedy club as a reservationist and like a <laughs> guy who would bring, tell you the drink specials and stuff. And then you start to see the people who are paid to open and you're like, Oh, anyone can do this. And they're paid. You're like, yeah. This is not that right. $250 so you- a week. I could live off that. <laughs> Right. I mean, by the way, that that's especially at that age, at that year, it's a lot of money. So you yeah. end up accidentally in this improv group, which really changes the rest of your life. And and you end up from there. Look, it's a it's a path, but yeah. you end up on Conan. You're not that old. Right. You know, it's it's so so where is the the move from going from all right, I'm doing improv mm-hmm. and I'm doing this troupe, I'm getting out of school. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna move to LA? Is that now the move, do you decide somewhere in the there? I guess the move that was Chicago do? briefly. I finished, mm-hmm. I, I did the Sun Second City and like Improv Olympic and those sort of things. But then I just sort of gravitated towards stand-up and ended up in New York for a while. And you, you know, getting a little more specifically into stand-up and less into improv. And uh, then by way of making these shows like First Comes Love and Boast Rattle and Never Seen It, because Never Seen It was a stage show before a podcast for years and years. And uh, then you make those to try and get more stage time. And then those you realize you like doing that. And now it's doesn't matter because the world ended. Well, yeah, I mean, but I'm sure you're you're already hatching a conceptual show about the ending of the world. I'm really trying to book the Hollywood Bowl to perform alone. That is my current goal. I would love to perform alone at the Hollywood Bowl because that I don't know. I know they can't have an audience, but I feel like now is the time to slide in. I have an album coming out in July and I'm going to try and. Let let do an now album launch party alone in. at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. If you do it, I will I, I will buy a bunch of fireworks. I'll launch the fireworks off at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> Thank party. you. I would love cardboard cutouts of my parents in the audience, <laughs> but like my dad's cardboard cutout is actually at the concession stand. <laughs> bring your whole set and then I bring them back you out. Thought right about this. this is some thought. I mean, I've thought about it for sure. Of what I, you know, it's kind of hard to have a launch party for something. Yeah. <laughs> but the Hollywood Bowl, you alone. So Monty Python. John Mayer and I've you. been pe- I've been pestering the Hollywood Bowl to let me run an open mic there for a long time because I would l- I would have loved to have a thousand names in a bucket and I draw one name at a time and you get to do one minute and then I do time in between every single person and it's a what of all imagine the people who'd show up for an open mic in Los Angeles would be chaos. Yeah, well, first of all, you're kidding, right? Like you're not actually calling the Hollywood Bowl, are you? Yeah, I have. I mean, they uh, are they as responsive as I am? Ambitious? No, but. <laughs> But there's someone to call about that. Like you can get, make it, the call and be like, "Hey, I've been I've been bothering about the open mic for a long time, and the issue seems to be ensuring the performers." And I understand that, and um, I don't have like uh, I'd be like you know 125 million dollar insurance claim for a thousand performers. And I started a Kickstarter, and I got like 
not that much. And then my mom even retracted her donation. And so we were really <laughs> back to square one. I got general liability in E&O. Let's do it. <laughs> I feel like, why do we not do this, Jason? Right. I feel like this is now a Starburns event. I don't know why the Hollywood Bowl doesn't run an open mic once a year for Los Angeles. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Someone's got the insurance. Like, I mean, this is a, a great idea. That, yeah. nope, who wants to go to that? I've, let's do Let's do an open mic. Yeah. Yeah. Hollywood Bowl. And just to get up on that stage. Right. I mean, it would only be one guitar amp with a microphone plugged in and no lights. Uh, and then me with a bucket doing time in between every performer for 50 hours. I think it's fantastic. I, I wish we could do this. I, I want to ask you something um, that is a little serious because I, I read something in an interview you did that you, for a while, I don't know if you still are, you suffer from depression and anxiety. Yeah. And is it something that is, you know, coming up now in the quarantine or how are you, how are you dealing with it? Yeah, I mean, you'd, like my general coping is to come up with uh, uh, distractions the entire time and just sort of pretend it isn't there. But it is coming up and it's, uh, you know, you just kind of mm -hmm. try and, and not like push through it or whatever, but just understand that you still have resources and people around, even if your day to day has changed like this. But it's definitely tougher because the distractions right. are all still within the same 250 square feet. Are you exercising, Lee? You know, you find that helps. I'm trying to. It it does. It's uh, I've done it more throughout this than the previous year, I suppose. But it definitely does because it takes up time. It's also anything you can do to be checking stuff off of a list right now is really nice. Yeah, I agree with that. So, so moving on to something that's incredibly positive, which is how I like to live my entire life, uh, except when I'm dealing with Zabars, apparently, is this the the boast rattle. Yeah, I, I absolutely love this because it's all compliments. Can you can you boast rattle me for a second? Just so well, they're pre-written. The idea oh, they're, they're pre-written. Pre so it's um, not off the rant. It's not off the cuff. No, I mean, sometimes you can come up with some off of it. Aren't all the roasts pre-written um, anyway? Like, like I could tell you this. Here's here's one that I like. Here's uh, uh, yes. uh, I could be like, uh, you know, you're so positive. The only way people would be mad at you is if you were an AIDS test. Um, it's a positive joke. Uh, um, <laughs> and you just keep and you have all these comedians come on and they they boast. So they compliment they boast each, each other. They compliment each other. Sort of like style compliment jokes. Right. Uh, you yeah. know, you're so nice. You're part of a terrorist organization called NISIS is one that I really like. There's a lot of really, really fun <laughs> ways to, to kind of go through them. And how did this end up being going from a boast rattle to Quibi picking it up? And now you're a creator, exec producer of a show. Well, that's a long story that unfortunately doesn't end as positively for me as your lead into the segment does. So um, it definitely an iteration of something will exist on something eventually. Um, right. My involvement with that is uh, unfortunate. Not not my involvement, my lack of involvement with it and my, uh, I don't know, you know, lots of times people can, that it's a long story. But, well, listen, I get it. it. And it's not an uncommon one in our business by any means. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's something that you created that you end up with the quote on and you get to move forward with. Yeah. Off of something that started with an idea in your fucking head and getting a couple people. Right. It. it even just started as uh, the I wrote a play called Glengarry Glenn Beck, and it's all of Glengarry Glenn Ross, but with uh, Fox News Glenn pundits Beck. instead of the cast starring Glenn Beck, Glengarry Glenn Beck. He plays Kevin Spacey's character. Who would have thought Glenn Beck was the better person of the two? And... Uh, <laughs> So I have Glengarry Glenn Beck, and I put on that play, oh. and and the original Boast Rattle, I believe, was just the, um, what would you call that? What's the intermission for that to break up a couple of acts? And then everyone was uh, like, "I love that uh, Boast Rattle." And I was like, "Oh, you didn't like the play I wrote?" <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, but the other thing is really good. Yeah, but I do miss, I, you know, it's so crazy. I miss, I like Glengarry Glenn Beck, but now none of those people are even relevant anymore. It's crazy the turnover of extreme uh, wing pundits. They get really famous. I mean, I don't watch the news. I haven't in about seven years. But what I used to remember is they get super famous and then they go away really fast. Yeah, someone younger pops up. Now I'm like, now they actually would be the sad people in Glengarry Glenn Ross. Well, it's the Ayers uh, uh, philosophy, right? The Roger Ayers philosophy. He just kept hiring, you know, good-looking people, beauty stuff, uh, yeah, and, and controversy. He yeah. said it's a play. The whole thing's a play, right? I mean, yeah. if you if you read his book, which, again, I, I can't. He didn't. But I liked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can say I with confidence he didn't tremendous. read it. No, he definitely didn't. Nor 
I would be uh, surprised if he wrote it. But yeah. the, the funnier thing is that Russell Crowe is all I really need to see. Did you see that special? You know, the uh, Showtime one, um, Jason, what's it called the, that he did? The miniseries, it was, was it Charlie Theron or there's a lot of uh, Naomi Watts. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see that. But loudest I didn't voice in the room or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very good. I don't even give a fuck about Fox News, but it's something <laughs> to watch. Just saying. All right. So, how's the podcast going? Are you still working as we're in? Quarantine? It's good. We've gotten gotten to a routine with figuring out the recording, and and it's it's tough when you have a podcast where there's a little bit of homework for the guests to do. Uh, <laughs> you either find people who are super super into the idea, or you find people who are very into the idea and then realize they didn't do it until the day of. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it it's I kind of try and make it uh, foolproof. Where if you you know we play a lot of games and a lot of movie stuff too. It's just been about figuring out. I don't want to put out. Um, something that doesn't sound like the literal quality being at least be- better than right. as good as it can be when all the, with all this. So it's been a lot of like navigating the best practices behind recording and stuff like that. Well, I think that makes sense. I mean, but you do have new apps coming out or are we, are we going off of, uh, yeah, we've, uh, no, we've kind of rolled. I, I think we haven't, I think we maybe have never missed a week since we started. This is incredible. I don't think you have. I think um, this is fantastic. So what's uh, why don't you tell us what the latest episode is? That's, that's the one that just came out um, yeah. was Tommy McNamara has never seen Richard Jewell, uh, the Clint Eastwood uh, huh. movie about the bombing. You know, the movie we all think about the and talk about all the time, the very popular yeah. movie that that's definitely as relevant as the rest. Um, yes, of course, about the Olympic bombing. Yeah. And so basically it's uh, the whole thing is just a script that Tommy, who's so funny, wrote about. Clint Eastwood hating the media and the entire idea is that this whole movie is him to, cause I, I think that is kind of what the movie is, is he hates the media. So he just wrote this story about the media ruining someone's life and like that. <laughs> yeah. So it's very fun. It's such a fun episode, but we read that and then we play some, you know, some weird movie based games and things like that. I mean, this is a fantastic way to pass the time. I have to say, you, you, Jason, I was just wondering how your dad's doing in this, t- like with all this stuff. Is he chill? He's just hanging out probably at home. Oh yeah, he's at home. You know, a little sad they can't hang out with my nephew, but he's just kind of you know the it's we I, I'm not that good at playing audio over Zoom while we do recordings, so we haven't been <laughs> playing the dad game. But we play a game called Guess What Movie Cause Dad is Describing, having only watched a trailer and never having heard of the movie. And how it works is my dad hasn't been to a movie theater since Space Jam. Like not a joke. <laughs> it's the last time he went to a movie theater, and it looks like that might be the last time he was able to. And there are no more movie theaters. AMC no more movie theaters. Yeah, Jam is the last movie theater ever. And so he just watches a movie trailer and describes what's happening, and you have to guess what he's describing. And so it'll be like, all right, look at this girl. Man, she seems mad at that big guy. Oh, the big guy got a small car, and you just sort of like plays out, and you got to guess. What he, but he's very monotone. And uh, he's just sort of reading off notes that are taken about it. You know what I mean? So he's like, yeah. and it's 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 a wild, fun thing to do. I, and, and I read somewhere you were becoming an uncle, right? So you have a nephew. Is that it? I have a nephew. He's one and a half. Mm-hmm. He loves it. I mean, everyone's at home all the time. He doesn't know <laughs> yes. what's going on. He it's just got to try tacos for the first time. It's been a good, you know, <laughs> he, he's good, right? living his best life. I mean, yeah, that's the great thing about being a kid. You have no fucking idea what's happening when you're that age. Yeah. I think it's it's just young enough to where he doesn't realize this is an interruption. By the way, you're not, you're not, you're not wrong. All right. So tell us where we can find you online across the board, like Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I got pretty good. I'm pretty much Kyle Ayers across the board on all the stuff. Um, I guess. Yeah. Just uh, a Y E R S is my last name. Like the, uh, terrorist and um i thought it was like david ayers the director like they is he a-y-e-r-s or is he a-y-r-e-s he is yeah he's a-y-e-r-s great so that's me i'm david ayers across the board and or kyle i'll go i'll do (laughs) kyle he can be david um because there can only be one in the guild so i'll go by kyle from here on out but it's just kyle ayers kyler's.com twitter instagram all that sort of stuff is all that no man it's never seen a podcast on starburns jason I just wondering, are you still doing anything on Twitch? Are you still messing around with? Uh, oh, was you yeah, on Twitch? streaming. Uh, we actually have a bow straddle tomorrow night, so we've been doing the compliment contest on there. So it's tomorrow night at six oh. Pacific, nine Eastern. It's fun to have to tell every time zone now because every show takes place everywhere. But yep. it's at nine Eastern, six p- 
Pacific time and we got like Jared Logan and Kara Clank and Shane Torres and Daniel Van Kirk and like all these people who are going to be boasting and complimenting right. and it's so fun. And this yeah. is sad tomorrow at six. Yeah. And I, it, it's at twitch.tv slash social distancing. I cannot believe I got that URL and now <laughs> it is a burden. Up? It is a burden. Why is it a burden? <laughs> I wish because now it's like a common noun. Do you know what I mean? It'd be like if I had twitch.tv slash comedy. Yeah. Every, but how much sight are you getting driven? Uh, no, nothing from that in particular. But <laughs> no one gives I don't think fun. Twitch is like a huge enough thing to. Uh, oh, Twitch is pretty fucking huge. I mean, it is huge, but I mean, like the talk shows, the, the talk shows and podcast. I'm not like out here like watch me play Fortnite. Now I feel it's 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 harder to build an audience. <laughs> and it, I, I'm always wondering if I did the right thing going to a whole new platform instead of just utilizing the giant Facebook and Instagram audiences that I already have. So come there, or I'll be sad. You okay, will. so that's you put the yeah, I think it will. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you be? There it is. Most rattle nine Eastern, six Pacific on twitch.tv slash social. I don't want to say that there's a typo in there, but there's a little typo in there. Yeah, yeah no, you should say it because Just this is the, not link. the first time. You know, this week it was actually <laughs> Wednesday, March 13th. It's hard to do, you know, it's where you are. Oh my god, the fact that he does any of this is beyond me. Like, I could not even think about it. It's certainly been an interesting – the biggest obstacle with streaming these things is uh, getting comedians to figure out what how a mic works and that you should wear headphones and that you should <laughs> light yourself and not sit in front of a window. And that – you know what I mean? It's like these little – you go on stage, you're not going to hold the microphone by the front like this. You just learn these little things. You know, Ron, now let me ask you. Being on Starburns for a while, you know, how, how do you like Jason? <laughs> yeah, like, does, he let you, does he let you talk to him over the weekend? Because well, since he's not on here right now, uh, I love Jason. <laughs> Good at spelling links is the one thing I would say to describe him. Lynx. <laughs> it's been nice. It's been a fun place to work, and it's like a I miss going in because it's also a sort of invigorating, inspirational setting to go record in, where you see all these cool That's things studio. that feel like they're in your family. Yep, and that studio is great. I, I love yeah. the energy of that that studio, especially when we, when we showed the clip in. Nothing makes you as specifically sad as uh, the Anomalisa set in person. <laughs> Just like the greatest, saddest movie ever. And then you're like, ah, oh, the puppet's sad too? Yes. How many little things did you take in the miniatures, by the way? Like, I do oh. it with my phone all the time. Yeah. The first time I ever went over to Starburn um, before I you know, started the podcast network, um, they handed me this red solo cup and it was just full of um, Anomalisa character dicks. It was a whole, oh, whoop. it was a whole red solo cup of dicks because, you know, when you animate a dick, it's, you know, it, you got to animate it in all its forms. You can't just have one dick and use it. Right. You have to, it, you know, here, and then it got to kind of here and all of the different pieces plus swinging and plus multiple dicks. So, and then there's a lot of, <laughs> so they just had a whole cup of dicks and that's, that's why I took the job. And right, and you can't get a ticket if they're in a red solo cup. Exactly. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> the cops can't go like, well, what's in that? That's just a cup of whatever I want it to be. Don't, don't <laughs> if you get pulled over and just yell, Am I being detained while you have a small <laughs> cup of dicks? <laughs> then you probably will be detained. Probably. Am I being detained? All right, listen, that was not a good joke. So I'm gonna move quickly on the from the we just no, listen, it's the best I have. You have far better. This is not working out well for me today, but that's all right, because here's the thing. I really didn't hear an answer. Does Jason let you call him on the weekend? Because I'm telling you, I'm banned. I don't know if Stephanie got mad at me, but Jason, I'm not allowed on the weekend. No calls. Oh, we FaceTime a few times on Saturdays. See? I knew it. I knew we're, it. We're playing um, Call of Duty this weekend. I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> David Ayers, right here on our show. He directed, uh, <laughs> he wrote Training Day. He's got a new podcast. <laughs> Jason, you keep popping on and off. I like this. You got something new to say? No, no, nothing really. I thought I, I feel like you're um you're getting it towards the end, and I want to make sure that I'm saying goodbye. I'm definitely getting toward the end, but I wanted to. Uh, but no, I am. You're right. But I wanted to ask Kyle if you're watching anything that you're loving right now. I would say the only thing I have in common with David Ayer is my friend group is called the Suicide Squad. Um, <laughs> Why'd you pick his worst movie? Oh, I don't know. It's the only one I've seen. I haven't seen Fury. You didn't see Training Day? No. With Denzel. Oh, I know it. You see, we're doing something. We're, we're doing it again. Podcast. Yeah. Um, what you didn't I see Training right Day? What's wrong not... with you? Kyle, have you seen Warrior? I've never even heard of that. Oh, that's <laughs> Golf clap. Golf clap to you, fine sirs. 
I can't. Well, Jason just Venmoed me eleven dollars for saying that. It, it would have been fifteen if you hadn't spoiled me. Sorry, <laughs> if I would have played a straight me. the entire time. Yeah, I never even fucking heard of that. <laughs> By the way, thank you both for that. Wait, so what are you watching that you like? Right um, now? Anything that you're loving? I'm not, and there's really not. I'm, I, there is not. I'm rewatching Community. I mean, now that literally sounds like I'm pandering, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize. No, no, I no, no it doesn't. That. It, but that's what I'm doing that's because I just. It's like the right uh, mix of light and dark and happy and sad. And you can you don't have to pay all the attention if you've seen it already. But if you do, it's nice. And you get so much more the second time. Plus, you get to see Donald Glover become famous. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. You know, yeah. then, you know this burgeoning, you know, genius mind that's going to create Atlanta is, you know, and you watch it happening on the show. I thought that. Was just something special. I always like rewatching shows is watching what the characters start as and then what they just figure out they actually become. And 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 yes. what I always think about is like when The Office took its turn of being like, we have to actually let people like this guy. Mm. And then it went from being like yes. season one of sort of uh, I didn't like and I thought it was hard to watch. I'm not a that I don't I don't like the British one because I don't like any of the people. And if I, I don't like something about you, it's hard for me to get into it. Right, it's hard for you to wrap your brain around inviting yeah. you into your your bedroom every, you know, right. night per se. Yeah, listen, I, I think we were talking about this the other day, Jason and I, with someone else about the first season of The Office when they wanted Steve Carell to be Ricky, and mm. then after the first season, they just said, "No, just be Steve Carell." And that's I mean, this show... wonderful, uh, what was it? This wonderful thing happened where he was in the biggest comedy of a four-year period in the interim, and they were like, "Maybe we should make the character more like that guy everyone loved." <laughs> Instead yeah. of the guy everyone hates. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I'm going to say it again. I like the the original Office just because I saw it right when it came out. It was like mm -hmm. no one knew Ricky Gervais. It's so funny. Like, yes, and and it was different, and it, I love it. Mm -hmm. I am not a fan of the American Office. I never the characters never sunk in to me where I cared. I think that the older I get, the more the people, the characters that I liked in it, I'm now like, oh, he's kind of like an asshole. I'm like, oh, Jim's kind of not nice to anybody. I don't know why we all rooted for him. Oh, these pranks are really mean. Oh, these are like this. And it just goes on and on. And then you're like, I like the people I thought were annoying the first time. Listen, I'm with you 100%. Um, I, all right. So you're not watching anything is what you tell me. There's a million things out. Community, but nothing new. Um, right. Nothing new I watched new Good at Times. Uh Good times, the the, uh, the, the movie, the, the Robert Pattinson movie. Oh, um, the Softy Brothers. Uh, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I that's love that fun. Movie. That's, uh, Have you I seen love... the Adam Sandler one? The oh, Uncut I, Gems? I, I did. I watched Uncut Gems with my mom. I thought it would be fun. And we went and saw it over Christmas. And I was in like to, uh, Uncut Gems in, um, in, in showing in Kansas City, Missouri is an indie film. And so it's showing at like the indie amc theater with the big seats and i was sweating so bad i was like my back is sweating i'm sweating and my mom goes your seat heater is on and i was like oh my god <laughs> they I have thought, fucking seat heaters at amc no wonder they're like, going out of business. i mean there's like seven chairs in there that's the kind of tickets that uncut gems was pushing in mid missouri was like there were like six people in the theater and it was sold out um but i loved them both i like both of them a lot it's you know they are great filmmakers they it's, really it's a real are. ride a hundred percent. I think both are, you know, they're both very similar. They all take place in a night, you know, both mm -hmm. the movies, you mm -hmm. know, both of them are about getting something. If you look at good times, it's about getting that Sprite bottle with the acid in it, mm -hmm. you know? And if you look at uh, the uncut gems, it's about the watch, uh, the diamond, yeah. the, the, the uncut yeah, uh, gem. Yeah. That blood diamond. And yeah. you know, they both, uh, you know, someone's sacrificed. Someone yeah. dies because of the fucking thing they have to get. It's a very similar thing, but the characters are so intense. I, I love it. So right, yeah. It's I, I don't I don't yeah. They're they're so comparable, and the music's very similar. But it's fun because it's such a ride of a performance and of a movie both times. So you just it's it it was really anxious in a good way to watch. Yeah, agreed. I I can't recommend it enough by any means. Uh, listen, I I think it's it's interesting though that you're going on. So so basically, what I've established here about you is that you are are actually protesting against all new content. <laughs> Maybe what was <laughs> Until I, I, I going to watch? Quarantine lifts. I have never seen um, Naked Gun, and I think I was going to watch that and do a, a a segment for the podcast where I finally start catching up on. I started watching. I'd never seen Blade Runner, and I start. I keep falling asleep, so I haven't. I got to maybe make it the through original. that too. You're not yeah. talking about the remake. I just want to watch the original so I can see the remake because it looks so pretty. 
It, they're both gorgeous, but the yeah. remake is gorgeous and and to me a fucking snooze fest. Uh, I mean, I oh. was so disappointed in the in the, I love in snooze the uh, fest, remake. Yeah. The remake, not the original. I'm uh, kind of a know, guy it, who gets into if nothing happens, if a movie's mostly about paperwork, I'm so into it. Like I liked like uh, versus the volcano. What's the second uh Star Wars Attack of the Clones? I was like, this yeah, one's not bad. I, I liked it because they were just trying to pass a bill. And I was like, it's nice to see how they get this work done. <laughs> so so you're a fan of uh, of uh, Constitutional Rock then? Oh, yeah. I mean, give me just any really any paperwork. Anytime. But like, any I, bill on a hill? Capitol anything. Hill, I love I love Better Call Saul so much. That's my favorite show. And I'm like, Better it's Call Breaking Saul. Bad with paperwork. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's all my favorite things in one thing. You're really not kidding about the paperwork, huh? No, I love Better Call Saul so much. I love when they're just discussing name-changing paperwork. And I'm like, <laughs> then you got to sign two documents and you get the yellow carbon copy. That's tight. Wait, so do you love Amy's character on Brooklyn Nine-Nine then, Melissa? I, oh, Lucino? I haven't seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You haven't seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine? <laughs> no. What the fuck? I don't watch Chelsea too many Peretti? comedies. I guess that's the thing. Adam Sandler. Wait, Adam, not Adam Sandler. Andy Samberg, Andy Samberg and Adam Sandler. Damn those two. Yeah, they, they, but meanwhile, why did Adam Sandler decide he's going to have a, a friendship with Pete Davidson? Feels like him and Andy Samberg should be best friends. I think Very just because of that. the difficulty of making a flyer, if it's Adam Andy Samberg Sandler, uh, it just sounds like one old person not remembering either of them, <laughs> or like how how my <laughs> people would wrong. purposely pronounce things like Pokimane, even though they know how it's pronounced. And you're like, I know you know it's Pokemon. You're just saying it like that to make me feel bad for having a Game Boy. Yeah, it's like me never getting, uh, you know, a girlfriend's ex-boyfriend's name right. Like, well, Jim, John, yeah, yeah, yeah John, Jim, <laughs> and and then your ex, like, like three it's, years it's in the relationship, Adam Sandler. Yeah. Like, oh, I thought it was <laughs> yeah, Jim. No, uh, yeah, Jim. Yeah, well, you you went with Jim to that thing, didn't you? It's Adam. It's now, Adam right. Sandler. He's yeah, right Adam, here. This yeah. is his plane. Yeah. No, no. Why? Why in this scenario am I the cuckold? I don't know. You're on his plane. <laughs> How did that? You put me on his plane. I don't Jason. know. Well, you need to get a job somewhere. <laughs> if you know Jason. how to, if you know how to Not serve, nice you know how to, to serve. This is my show. <laughs> be nice to me. Wait, I that's know, my just... boy. Oh, I know they did it together. That's right. They did that movie. Jason likes doing that for me. Did you see that movie? I have never heard of that. It's not even a never seen for me. I've never heard of that's my boy. That's that a, has to be uh, where Adam, Andy Samberg plays uh, uh, Adam, Adam Sandler's uh, biological um, kid. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it, that sounds great, but I, I I don't know how I miss that. I just comedies just somehow just go right by me. I, I don't know if it's vanilla. I, there is a 90s rapper in it. I remember that. That's all I remember about it. I think that that has a fairly prominent role. That's, Tupac, maybe? Maybe it's Tupac. It was made in 2008, so it could be Tupac. Could be Tupac. Um, <laughs> it has the Adam Sandler hologram. We're going to go with that. We're going to go with Tupac and the Adam Sandler hologram. Oh, I like that. That's not, a, that's not a bad idea. All right, this is the last thing I'm going to ask you because I'm just deadly curious. What's the fucking gambling like in Missouri? feels like the oddest mix of religion and debauchery in one Uh-oh. state. Yeah, the best way to describe Missouri is you'll see shared billboards for still open porn stores and mega churches. And they'll both be called like, right? like Tony's World. And (laughs) (laughs) or the lion's den or something like that. And so there's, you know, (laughs) there's a lot of mega churches. Basically anything that's tax free is a haven in Missouri. Um, There's it's all weird backwards laws. It's so crazy to me that states can have such different laws. States. How are we one? We're not one country. This is you can have a casino in Missouri. If it's floating, that's insane and shouldn't be a law anymore. And, I don't know. You never. It's like they'll be really progressive in something. Like Missouri will be like, look, you can have a casino, but then they'll be really regressive. They'll be like, you can have a casino, but we don't have integrated schools yet, or something like that. And so you'll be like, well, can we just sort of figure out some of these baseline stuff? Like maybe everyone can vote. Yeah, something like that. Uh, How do we'll figure out if. How do they but, feel? Okay, They're excited no, the no. Chiefs won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant. Fuck you. You're too funny. How do Missourians feel? Is Missourian the right term? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. You don't care. Yeah, it's just the name of a newspaper, so I figure it's right. About representation in pop culture. So you are represented by Cam in Modern Family, and you uh, are represented in Ozarks by Jason Bateman's uh, Money give, Laundering. Uh, Ozark, not a bad 
uh, Ozarks a better representation. I think people would think of the people who live in the Ozarks. It's a lot of people who are sort of trapped into these circumstances. Cause you watch that show. You're like, why don't they all just leave? And you're like, well, it mm-hmm. is harder than you think to just leave your whole life. So it's a lot of people of varied intelligence stuck in circumstances because of things they can't control. He's um, so nice. like the quarantine, like the Ozarks. Now we all feel like we're in the Ozarks. <laughs> right. I mean, it's even like a lot of, and, uh, uh, and then, you know, what was it? Cam and one family, also not a bad example um, yep. where it's like the different, once you leave Missouri, while you're in Missouri, you shit on it and make fun of it and hate it. And then the second you leave, you get so offended by someone if they call it anything. And um, the worst example I would say is uh, trace billboards and truly maybe my least favorite movie that's ever been made. And <laughs> trace I, billboards outside of uh, three billboards was a movie about a place written by billboards. someone who's never been to that place, who took the liberties <laughs> of someone who's from that place. And so that movie pissed you off. The only thing accurate about that movie is cops don't get in trouble. <laughs> All right. That sounds and that's not good. a Missouri right. thing. That's a, someone not from America gets what America has going on. But the rest of it is just sort of like a, everyone's it's a little people do dislike each other the way that someone commits a hate crime and everyone's like, he's fine, but he's a good guy. You know, it's, it's just like a little, it's, 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 it's you know, dude. if I wrote a movie about Italy, you'd be like, there's not that many pizzas. And that's kind of how I felt about three billboards. Cause I love in not Bruges. That many pizzas. I love in Bruges. Oh, in Bruges. Oh, and that's someone writing about uh, uh, some people he knows in a place that maybe he's, you know, he's not from Bruges, obviously, but he's from where no, the characters like are from. There. You know what I mean? Yeah, it felt like that all happened. to so say he had some real experience. The well, and the characters were Irish. And so yes. you kind of get that, that this is someone writing from that point of view. But uh, it, I don't know. Don't love that. Don't think it's a great example. Uh, love Ozark. <laughs> I did like Ozark a lot. And I think that it's got some characters, you know, the situation's not really rooted in reality, but the characters... People being stuck in circumstances is a good way to describe Missouri. <laughs> I mean, that's really well done. I got to say, driving through Missouri, it's like the that and Kansas are two of the weirdest feeling like places I drive. Kansas is probably the worst place to drive through Kansas or Nebraska, especially if you're going east to west, because you're like, oh, the mountains are up soon. We All we have left is Kansas. And they're like, that's 11 hours. And so you have to like earn Colorado by punishing yourself through Kansas. It's like in Da Vinci Code when that guy whips his own back. <laughs> yeah. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany, the albino yeah. monk. Yeah. I love that guy. That guy should be in more stuff. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. I, I, I drove through. I went. I went all the way from Nevada through to the basically through Illinois and drove through Kansas and all that stuff. It just mm-hmm. felt like it was all on a conveyor belt. Like you just saw the same, same farm, same. You're really, I've, I, I, there should be a maximum amount of times you're allowed to hype up Bob Dole's birthplace, <laughs> right. and just to be like, seriously, he was almost president once, and he was born right <laughs> around here. His arms worked while he lived here, and. <laughs> <laughs> Come look at last place. Bob Dole's arms both worked. <laughs> Here's where he took Viagra for the first time for that commercial. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Well, on that note, any we we know where to find you. You yeah. off of you know, uh, social media Ky- at Kyle Ayers across the yeah. board. Yeah, yeah. Never seen your podcast. Apple everywhere you can get podcasts. Jason, this, this is the right. This is the right uh, link to this tomorrow. The right link. Yes. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow's show. Yes. Not spelled, rattle. not spelled SoCal distancing. So <laughs> SoCal distancing is what's happening outside of Orange County. Right, Twitch TV yeah. slash social distancing tomorrow yeah. at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Western. Pacific. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I, can get it. I can get it. It's so good, guys. And if you get a chance, one of the things that you, you get to hear some of Kyle's old, uh, I hear him all the time on Saturday mornings, but you, uh, you catch a lot of. Uh, so you do on, talk on the weekends on serial on Sirius XM. Oh, yeah, he calls me when it's on Sirius Saturday mornings. Yeah. 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 I see what's going on here. We're yeah. ha- uh, by the way, are you going to be able to make it to brunch on Sunday? Yeah, y'all be there for our podcast uh, out of the home live Saturdays. <laughs> brunch with Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Ayers. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you so Bye, much everybody. for being here, buddy. Have Thank a great you, one. Have a great weekend. Mother. Oh, what a nice, smart guy. He's such a nice guy. He's so funny and so smart and so nice. And he's another one of... Uh, what am I snubbed? What did I get snubbed on? <laughs> oh, I think we just picked on you too much. Oh, no. What did I get snubbed? I, I feel good. I feel mm-hmm. happy. So, um, but uh, I like being picked on. It doesn't bother one of my favorites, um, favorite people to just talk to. And he's another one of those people that's like connected with his family. His dad's part of the show. 
and he's just a genuinely nice human being that I enjoy like being around and uh, and feeling that energy. And he's just up for a lot of stuff, and he's very experimental and just such a cool guy. I just enjoy. Yeah. This. So, listen, all our viewers, uh, you know, your podcast listeners, your watchers, subscribe to him. It's a great. It's a great, and they're meaty too. God. It's not this little thing you can get invested. Oh. Everyone's funny. There's games. It's a. It's a. It's a fun fucking way to spend a couple of hours each episode, right? Um, absolutely. And I agree with, uh, this guy, Kyle. I am right. Thank you, Kyle. I am very cool. And that guy, Kyle, I hear that a lot. He was very cool. And I am, I was going to, I want to say it during the show. I didn't want him to, you know, hear it, but like his eyes are popping extra blue right now. I mean, this social distancing, given him like, you don't think the eyeliner that he puts on, whatever it was, it just, they popped so blue today. It was, it was cute. So you can't, you can't retort now. Right, he would have something really good to say to that, but I do it when he's off the air. I'm like the guy who's like back in my car, like I would have killed that fucking guy. And fuck you and your mama. As I'm like making the right turn, fuck you, and he's going straight. Xander Bar forever, motherfucker. Yeah, West Side. (laughs) Hey, no, no, no. I actually don't. I want to play something for you real quick that I didn't really about ahead. But I actually want to give you a little props, and I I wanted to share something with you. Uh oh, I feel like this is a joke. No, like, <laughs> and that's what happens when you're mean all the time. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Let's do it. Come on, come on. The next film is 2011's Warrior. Can you hear it? What the hell? Oh, yeah. There, Tommy. That is none of your business, man. Oh, come on, Ken. Hey, you know, I've been there. I've done it. I've seen it. You can trust me. I understand. Can you spare me the compassion of Father Routine Pop? The suit don't fit. Listeners of this podcast will know that Warrior is the best sports movie of the 2010s and really one of the most underrated movies of the last decade. Uh, we talked about it a little bit when we talked about The Way Back and the, the sad bro-centric dramas of Gavin O'Connor. Um, you know, this is a movie about two brothers, estranged brothers who uh, are both fascinated by mixed martial arts. And their father, played by Nick Nolte. The two brothers are played by Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton. Uh, this is... I, I actually remember it as one of the most exciting and emotional movie experiences I've had in, in my adult life. And I don't even totally understand what it was that I was relating to in this movie. But it's an extraordinary performance by Hardy who has fewer than 20 lines of dialogue and is just a almost like a like a killing machine. He's and more just, than 20, but... <laughs> right. But I... So I, no, I mean, wow! Thanks for playing that. That's really there's a podcast. So if you don't know, that's that's um, the Ringers podcast, the Big Picture. So that's a big podcast. That's a that's a huge podcast. Wow. They're going over um, basically. They're talking about Capone, Tom Hardy's new movie, and they're just going through yeah. the list of sh- the list of movies. And I caught that in the middle, and they I just wanted to play that for you because like I agree with that. Wow. I, I don't. I know you don't like when I gush too much, but I thought that that movie. Um, touched me, and I, I think he said it well. I didn't think that a movie like that would touch me the way it did. In the way it did, I love sports yeah. movies, and I love the feeling I get from sports movies. This was different, but you know, this is this is them talking about this being one of not just one of the finest sports movies, but one of one of his best. You know, yeah, it means when I hear shit like that, it's like that's why I got into this business. Like, I, and I always think about this, like between my family, my friends, and my life. If I, as an artist, if I die tomorrow, just doing anything like Warrior, let alone you know Entourage, let alone Warrior. You know, it's like being a part of anything like that. It, it it's just you know, and, and the thing is, the visceral part that people are connecting to and they're not seeing is that that movie is a taught family drama. That's all it is. I, the only idea, the reason that we wrapped it in the mixed martial arts, it's like the bright shiny rapper that you know gets the movie sold. Because if I just you know sell a family drama about a you know an abusive alcoholic and his two estranged kids, okay. But if I wrap it in a in an MMA scene where there's a you know a, a brisk, uh, vibrant world and a, and a, com- a competition that, you know, someone could win a whole shitload of money. Now I'll watch about the family. So it sneaks up on you. I think that's what Lionsgate missed in, in marketing it. But I digress. That was awesome. Thank you for playing that. Yeah, no Jason. That was really a nice. New episode they, and it's a really good show, just so you guys know. Um, and they're really just talking about career, the big picture. Uh, and, uh, I, I just thought it was a really interesting portion of that, that conversation. And I agree with it and you should listen to that. And, um, wow. yeah. 
Thank you so much. Well, I, I think we have to go. So right before we leave, right, we're almost out of time. Is that I, my watch runs a little fast because it's oh, self-winding? It is. But are we at that moment? Is it? So then I guess I should say what's. Go ahead. Oh no, uh, go. You go. From Zoom meeting that I skipped for this show, please. Yes, Jason, will you please? I, I'll write her a note. I my and my handwriting and spelling is terrible. We have a doctor on the totally payroll. Believable. It's a hundred percent. We have a doctor on the payroll for you, Nancy. No problem. We'll we'll get that done. It is believable. I got, okay, wait, so coming up next week, I know, I could literally stay on, okay, we have like 30 seconds. Coming up next week, we have Switched On Pop host, Charlie Harding. We have comedian, Dan Adut, writer's Van, I'm, I'm trying to do this without my glasses. That's the problem. Van Lathan. I'm gonna try this again, people. No, 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 coming up next week, Switched On Pop host, Charlie Harding. Comedian, Dan Adut, writers, Van Lathan and Jamil Hill. Podcaster, Jordan fucking Harbinger. And new rock stars host, Philip Molina, and that's Jordan Harbinger, the fucking I, I, I put on. Thank you, Jody. I appreciate it. We hope we wrapped out the week nicely for everybody. We're so TGIF. grateful to all of you. Go on. TGIF, everyone. Thank you TGIF. all this week. I hope you really enjoyed the first official week of Stuck at Home with Cliff and Jason and enjoyed the guests. Yes. We're going to try and keep bringing it and have some surprises coming up. Um, and uh, I'm just so grateful for everybody who's been listening and all the, the awesome feedback and stuff. Again, please go out there, tell a friend, tell one person, get one person every day to uh, to listen to this show. And by the end of the year, subscribe. the entire planet will be listening to this show together. Five stars, subscribe. Listen, we're here to just make you happy and take your mind off all the shit that's going on mm -hmm. right now. And if we're doing that, then our work here is done. Ladies awesome. and gentlemen, stay safe, stay sane, stay strong. Much love. Thank you for the week. We'll see you next week. Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman. Love you guys. Have a wonderful Love you. Day. Have a good one. Take care of each other. Blue jeans. What